to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back once again to another episode. I'm Alexa, and with me is that girl. That's you. <laughs> I know it's me. I just didn't. I was going to say something funny, and then I didn't. Like, <laughs> I got under the pressure. And then you just didn't. Cool. And then I just didn't. And then I just stopped. <laughs> and I wasn't in my power. <laughs> Oh, well, it's okay because even though we might be having it, even if you might be having a chaotic day, today's a special day because we're going to bring some day. Mr. Rogers energy up in here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so today is the day that we are going to interview Mr. Rogers. And can I just say that um, – I posted this in the Inner Bloomers Facebook group, but it is so freaking surreal that I have on my calendar at 5.30 p.m. on Google Calendar, it just says interview with Mr. Rogers. Like, what? (laughs) What is – I literally look at that like, what is my life? I mean, even – or when we like – we're like – when it's like, oh, interview with Thoth or like whatever. It's just so funny. You know what's funny? Um, I can't wait till the day when it's just like interview with Jesus. (laughs) I was just thinking that. I was literally just thinking that. So I was downstairs a few moments ago and I was talking to my son, my oldest son and my mom. And I was like, okay, I got to go upstairs and record because we're interviewing Mr. Rogers today and I'm super excited. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. You should interview. Um, Oh, gosh. Now I can't forget his name. Or I can't remember his name. The Australian. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love Ledger? him so much. Oh, what? Oh, Sean or um, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yes. And they both said it like, you should do that next. Like, Wait, you should did you see him. in the Facebook group that someone posted the picture? It was of Mr. Rogers, Steve Irwin, and the painter, the guy, um, what's the guy who paints? He painted, um, got, what's his name? What's his first name? Bob? Bob. No. No, I, think I was I thinking of Bob Vila. That's not Bob Vila. No, he no. like paints and. Is it Bob Ross? Bob Ross, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so someone posted a picture of the three of them today in the group, and it was like the wholesomeness trifecta or something like yeah. that. Did you see that? I did see that. I've seen that before, actually, before the the group. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's really nice. Well, that's that's a synchronicity. Um. Okay. <sighs> Announcements. Yeah. All the th- Patreons. Um, so, all right. Let us say um, thank you to our growing number of Patreons. Um, Whitney, Kanaka, Tiffany Polito, Thea, Cynthia, 
This is a new one, and I love this girl, but hold on. Thea Cynthia Da Silva. That is very fun to say. And girl, I I love – tell me if I'm saying your name wrong, but I love you. You post the coolest things on – like everything you post, and I tell you this every time, is just like it cuts me to the core. So I love what you do. Cool. I want to be Facebook friends. I'm going to Instagram, Instagram, on Instagram. She's great. Oh, even better. I like that because I don't know anybody that I follow on Instagram except for you. (laughs) Uh, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bones, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Rebecca Rice, Mimi Abnader, Melanie Larson, Marlena Brazil, Mariah Atkinson, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartel, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, and Adonica Haskell. You guys are the best. Ambie, you're like, how close are you to your microphone? Pretty close. Yeah. I get You're like away? blowing it out. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Yeah. Go go a little farther if you're going to scream. That's, How's that? Is that good? I, I guess so. You're not screaming right now, so I'm not sure, but I think it's better. How's this? Yeah. Yeah. Is that that good? sounds better. That, that sounds better. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, all right. So, we asked you guys uh, a couple days ago to write in your questions for Mr. Rogers. And actually, in between the time that we said we were going to do this and now, so I I think I had said on a former episode that I watched the documentary of him that is on HBO. It's called Won't You Be My Neighbor? Mm-hmm. But I only watched it from like the first hour on because that's when I caught it. And so then yesterday, I literally was like, I need to watch the other half. So I went back and watched the first half. So I am now very well versed in Mr. Rogers. And awesome. I have not watched it intentionally good. before this episode because yeah. I like to keep it authentic and real. You don't even know his first name. so I don't even know his first name, but I know who Bob Ross is. So boom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got that one. Ooh, geez. Okay. Was All that right. too much for my mic? Nope. That was my own Facebook sounds just going off. Um good. This okay. mic can't handle all my excitement tonight. <laughs> this mic can't handle the truth. Um, <laughs> real bitch. <laughs> okay. I'm in a goofy mood. <laughs> it, perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. So shall we connect? We shall. Okay. So let's start asking questions and see where we go. Okay. <laughs> Do we want to ask just like base level questions or like questions people are asking? No, let's do base level questions. How did he pass away? Um, okay. Things of that nature. Actually, let's. That's a good one. Let's start there. Cool. Because you know, I can. I like see him in my mind's eye, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I see spirits. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to make sure that I'm speaking to the right person, and it's not just something I saw earlier. But he's just the cutest little old man. Okay. <laughs> and I mean no offense by that. Okay. Um. Okay. So, so how, how did he pass away? Was it heart related? Yeah. Uh, Don't stretch it. If it's not, it's not. It's hold okay. On a sec. I actually hold on because they didn't actually specifically say in the documentary. They alluded to. Um, hold on one second. He's in the hospital and he's holding his heart. He's not holding his heart. He's holding his chest. Okay. Um. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Uh. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird because in the documentary they didn't say exactly how, and and in this like oh okay, yeah, so no, 
That's not how he died. Okay. Can you tell me why he would be holding his chest? It, what? Well, okay. You know how I interpret that? Because this hmm. is the feeling that I got was that because he died pretty close to 9-11 afterwards, mm. after. And what they were alluding to was that he kind of was just like really like brokenhearted over just what was – it was almost like he couldn't – it was – the world was like so dark for him type of thing. Mm. So that's my interpretation. Like it's his – he was done. Did he grow up there? He grew up in New York? Not New York City, but I feel like that was very close for him. Like that was his home. Yes. yes. That's okay. true. Uh, yeah. Is it true? Yeah, I think so. I it think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It, yes, yes, yes. Okay. He spent some time there. Um. What wow. Is, That's what? weird. Did he go to school for something completely different? Did he go to school for journaling or not journaling, but like journalism? Um, he did. Something, he, he, yeah. Something he, along those lines? He, I do know this from the documentary. He was, yes, he went to school and was intending to do something completely different. Okay. Um, because it seems like somewhere along the, the way, the whole reason that it shifted, that it turned, is because he wanted to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make the world um, – he wanted to have an impact in the world, and that impact started small, right? It was like a small impact. It's like um, throwing a, a stone, a pebble in a lake, like mm-hmm. the ripple of impact. Mm-hmm. And – it feels like something opened – he had some kind of event that like opened his eyes to the path that he was going was not the right path and he had to shift it. Does that make sense? And then mm-hmm. he was presented opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want me to tell you? What I do, was? yes, please. Yeah, so um, he was supposed to be a minister. and A he, minister? I did not see that. Go ahead. And he was all set to go to – in that direction, but then TV – became a thing and he became aware of TV and he saw the opportunity with TV to get messages to people and he saw what people were using TV for and how mm-hmm. the messages were just very kind of silly and putting pie in people's faces and just kind of making fun of people and he was like this isn't right like we can we can we really have an opportunity here to use this to communicate with people and open people's hearts and 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 especially children. And mm-hmm. so he said, I think I'm going to be on TV. And everybody's like, what? And he did not become a minister and he started trying to be in TV and then doors just started opening for him to do that. Well, that's interesting. I don't know why I saw journalism. Like maybe that's because he was in front of the camera. Maybe that's where that came from. But that is very fascinating. Um, hmm. And I also feel like based on what I hear is him saying that he – a lot of people told him like you don't have to do this anymore. You can retire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was working – 
in a time where a lot of people his age weren't working or his age, um, they just kind of stopped and he didn't want to do that. He wanted to continue working because he he genuinely loved what he did. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yep. How old was he when he did retire? I don't know, but he was pretty old. I mean, he I, I think not for Mr. Rogers because like for Mr. Rogers, he retired. But like I think he was still doing – he was definitely still doing stuff like that all throughout his life. But Was he behind the scenes? He was behind the camera? Yeah, he was creating everything. But let's t- let's get to these questions because we only have like twenty three minutes. Um, so is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So Lisa Perez asked. She said, "I'm curious about any past lives that Mr. Rogers may have lived, as well as if he is currently existing on Earth. I guess she means like in a new body." So this is interesting because it's it's almost like two separate messages that are coming through. Okay. One is um, it's not my time. It's not my time to come back yet. Mm-hmm. And the other one is that when I do come back, it will not be in the same capacity. It won't be in the spotlight. Mm. Okay. Because he already like learned about that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like that was already his, his, um, his, I don't want to, he's not using the word lesson, but that was already what he was supposed to have experienced. His experience is what he's saying. Yes. Mm, Okay. Cause there's, he's very much, there's no right or wrong, right? There's just Mm -hmm. experiences. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Christine Springer Holt, says, what words of wisdom or advice does he have for us in today's environment? Does he see an end or relief to the intolerance? So what he's saying is the intolerance um, can end with you. Oh. By that, and you keep hearing love thy neighbor, Right. Love thy neighbor. Won't you love thy neighbor? neighbor. Exactly. Yeah. But also it sounds very much like a scripture. Um, So this could very much go back to his his ministry days. I'm not sure. He's shaking his head. Yes. So I'm assuming that's what it is. Um, And I also feel like that's where he got where. Why won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. I I just made that that. connection right now. Yep. Wow. So I've got goosebumps all over my body right now. So actually. So um, when you have empathy for one another is what he's he's expressing. When you have that level of connection that you are all one, the tolerance ends with you mm. or the the excuse me, not the tolerance, but the. The negative feelings that you're feeling, the guilt, the shame, the fear, the. All of those negative emotions can end with you. It doesn't have to carry on. You don't have to carry it around with you. I like that. That's a good. That's pretty cool, man. Let me just say. Um. So, okay. Jamie McMahon asked, "What was the most important lesson he learned in this lifetime? Was there anything he wished he had done differently?" 
he's laughing and he said, yeah, there are many things I wish I had done differently. Um, but he's saying the most important thing that I wish I had not done differently. The most important thing that I'm glad I did was love everyone the best way that I could love them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he said, that is something that I would want everyone to know. Why? Why? Because that's how you change the world. By loving everyone the best you can. Yep. Mm. She also says, also thank you, Mr. Rogers, for being a compassionate, awesome human being and for letting me see how crayons are made. <laughs> That's cute. The other message that he's he's sharing is that he's he's showing me an image of people sending in letters to him and saying, uh, thank you for helping me grow up. Thank you for being in my childhood. Thank you for doing this. And what he wants to share with everyone, and I don't know if he's actually shared this on his show, but he feels you and he's there too. Mm. And he thanks you as well for allowing him to be a part of your life. That's awesome. Speaking of feeling – so um, in the documentary, there was this whole thing about him and the number 143 because it means I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like showing up everywhere for me. Is that like a connection from him? Is that just me seeing that synchronicity? What's that about? He's showing an image of um, him putting his hand on your shoulder. Okay. so what? So what does that mean? I think that's all it means. I don't think it means anything else. I think it just means he's he's saying hi. So that so yeah. So is it yes that like when I see that it's him saying hi? Mm-hmm. Well that's cool. I like that. Um, okay. Hi. Um Okay, cool. Christy Savage asks, what are the messages that we need to focus on teaching children under the age of 10? And also for teenagers, what is a message that he thinks parents need to hear? Great questions. Mm, Yeah, good question. Compassion for the younger ones. Did he know sign language? Mm, I wouldn't be surprised. If he did. So uh, he's saying, I love you in sign language. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because it goes back to that one, four, three, because mm-hmm. you can't, it, mm-hmm. that's harder to do. Yeah. I mean, you can do it, but um, signing, I love you, I feel like is easier based on what he's showing me and compassion for younger ones. Mm. What about for teenagers? For teenagers, it's, They need compassion, but their parents do too. The parents need compassion as well. Um, but it's also not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole or a round hole. Or, you know what I mean? That saying. Mm-hmm. It's also not trying to make someone something they're not. And that's what um, is more important for the parents to learn is that. They're going to be who they're – he's saying something specifically. Hold on. 
Each individual is unique, is what he said. Mm. True. Okay. <laughs> um, Lisa Ray Simmons says, how much repetition of light consciousness themes, if any, is required with kids under six now for them to be imbued with divine conscious awareness? Or is it instantaneous and will last forever? Huh? I, don't, I have no idea what that means, so I'm just going to see either, what you but maybe Mr. Rogers does. Maybe he does. Yep, exactly. Um, what he's saying is a couple of things. He's saying when you allow someone to bloom, and he's showing me a flower. So when you allow someone to bloom, they turn into something more beautiful than you pictured. And also they're like sponges. So they absorb everything very quickly. I literally have no idea if that answered the question or not. He says it did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she also asked another question. She said, would he say that he fulfilled his pre-life mission while he was here? And who was he slash what life lives did he have prior to this one? Well, we already sort of answered that before. But would he say that he fulfilled his pre-life mission while he was here? It's so interesting. Yes, he's saying yes, but he, the the interesting thing is it feels like I'm interviewing, like I'm, I don't know, like Jay Leno and I'm on the Tonight Show and I'm interviewing him, right? Because he's sitting on like a couch and he's like leaning back and he's like, you know what? I would say I did. And I was really proud of the work that I accomplished is exactly what he said. And he's like leaning back, like really reflecting on his life. So, um, yeah, I, I am interpreting that as yes, he, he did fulfill that. And he was very proud of his work when he was here. Um, when he was here and also after he, you know, transitioned, he was very proud of the work that he did here. Um, It's a big, what he's saying is it's a great gift to be able to touch so many people's lives and have such a positive impact and such an impact on people that you'll never know when you're living. Mm. And that's a gift. Well, that's something I wanted, I just popped into my mind. What was his experience of transitioning? Was he surprised? And like, what was the experience like for him? He's saying the experience was soothing and calming. He wasn't surprised, um, but it was soothing and calming. And then um, he's saying there was nothing to be afraid of. So he never felt fear. Mm -hmm. But did he believe in an afterlife? Yeah, he's saying since he was a little boy, he believed in an afterlife. His views on what happened after you would pass away changed from um, what he's saying is adolescence to adulthood. But he's always believed in an afterlife. Mm, okay. Well, the next question, Maribel Amuncie um, asks, what was his vision for Mr. Rogers' neighborhood was it his idea and how much input did he have? Is he a guide for some of us earthlings now? 
I would say that, yes, he's a guide for um, our things now. I feel like he has a very strong connection to children because he's able to see through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, Is he a guide for any of us or are you saying he's a guide for children specifically? I think it's – I feel more of either children or childlike people. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, I, he's not a guide for you or I, but for the other people in the in the – people listening to this podcast, you can't speak for everyone, right? Like I can't understand that. The interpreter can't understand that. Um, but for you and I, he's saying no. That being said, uh, what was the second part of the question or the first part of the question rather? Um, what was his vision for Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Was it his idea and how much input did he have? It was a collaboration, he's saying. Um, it, did they talk about this in the documentary? Don't tell yeah. me the rest of it. Okay. They did. So he's saying that it was a collaboration with him and a friend. Do you Is that true? Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. Um, the other thing is he feels like he was – he had some good input and he felt like he had to compromise on things. But he doesn't have any resistance or any resentment towards the amount of input that he had on the on the show. Okay. Do you want to share the information with the documentary? About his input? Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of input. He created it. Was it with his friend? Yeah, he created it with a team. There's a lot of no, people wait. working on it. Was there was there someone on the team that was close to him? Yeah, there was. I just don't remember exactly his name, but yes, there was. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Um Okay. So another question, Lisa Ray asks, um, apparently there's a Mandela effect happening with the me- with people's memory of part of the lyric of It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So some people remember it as It's a Beautiful Day in This Neighborhood and some people remember it as It's a Beautiful Day in The Neighborhood. What was it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know what a Mandela effect is, right? I do. I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) This is the question we're asking Mr. Rogers, who has transitioned. Yes. Um, (laughs) He's saying it's whatever you believe it is. And then I asked him. I, I. asked him what I thought it was and he's like yes that's correct but don't spoil it for the others tell them it's whatever they believe it is <laughs> oh it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood let's move on okay <laughs> um well actually that was the last question which is great because I have some more questions um so so Mr. Rogers, what was your favorite memory of being Mr. Rogers? Like, what was your favorite experience as Mr. Rogers? Hmm. It's a weird answer. Okay. All right. Um, he He said the celebrity of it. 
but he said more, which is not what I would have expected, but he's showing me an image of like kids recognizing him and kids being like, you're Mr. Rogers or like people being like, you helped change my life. You know, you were, you were the one person in my life that I could count on. Um, as adults watching him when they got older. So when he says celebrity, I don't necessarily feel like he means like getting into clubs and you know what I mean? Things like that. But I think he, he means, um, the people expressing, yeah, the people expressing, um, gratitude for him. Can you talk a little bit about, um, what he felt was so important for children to understand about themselves? Because I think it's so applicable. It's still very important today. He's saying it's so important for children to understand how loved they are. And it's so important for children to understand that they are allowed to be themselves. And that... They have that opportunity and that freedom to express their creativity. Hmm. And are we, from his perspective, is that, from his perspective, is he seeing that start to happen? Like on earth? He's saying it's always been happening. It just has to be under the right conditions. Um, but what he's saying is, is that it's always happening. There are some people that will, uh, what's the word harness and help, help accelerate that creativity and support that love and show that love and be there for that safe place for the child. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there are others, um, that push the expansion in a different way is what he's saying. Help the, he didn't use the word expansion. He used the word growth. So push the growth in a different way. Mm. You mean by like not doing that? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, what are some ways that we can help kids do that? How, what are some ways that we can help kids know that and feel that? That they're loved. listening to them when they speak, mm-hmm. not just waiting to speak, not being annoyed by what they're saying or uh, how much time they're taking up of yours, but truly listening. And that was his gift. Like mm-hmm. he's not saying that, but that's what I feel like. He's showing me like getting down on one knee and making eye contact with a child and listening to what this child is saying mm-hmm. and really like respecting what this child is saying, just like you would someone appear, right? You're really respecting their opinion, even if you don't understand it. Mm. I, that is something. And I've noticed that also, it's like the way he speaks. It's like he's on a slower, um, he speaks very slow. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's very present, you know? He's very intent with his words. mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like a, he's like a safe space. He's like a very safe and intent and focused, present adult. He's also digesting the information 
is what he's saying that's being presented to him. A lot of people are quick to respond because they're waiting to respond. Mm, That's powerful. That's true. That's really true. I feel that one. Um, Even right now, I feel like I'm rushing. I mean, I am sort of rushing through this, unfortunately, because we only have a few more minutes. Um, But... (laughs) <laughs> but I'm being reminded right now of like how ugh, it, it like doesn't feel good to rush through things. It doesn't feel good. It's hard to not rush through things when we have so much information um, coming at us. He's saying we have so much technology coming at us. It's constantly pulling at our attention for other things. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to take time and really have that relationship with people. He's saying he grew up in a time where that wasn't an issue. And he's fortunate for that because that was not something that he had to fight for. He didn't have to fight for um, the attention of a cell phone when you were having a physical conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, okay. Well, I just have one more question before we wrap up here. Um, Mr. Rogers, what is something that you think that we would want to know that we don't know? Okay. Oh, I'm going to cry. Um, <coughs> wow, I'm really getting emotional. This is crazy. Um, it's literally like the end of the episodes. I, he wasn't even like, oh my God, I'm crying. Um, the end of the episodes where he would take his shoes off and he'd put them under away. Mm-hmm. And he would sing his little song. And then he would always end <coughs> with... Um, thank you for coming or thank you for watching or something along those lines. And then I will see you. I'll see you later or I'll see you tomorrow is like the message. I can't hear it exactly because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a little too emotional about it, but it's something along the lines of I'll see you later, friend. Hmm. Is he mean like, like he's going to be back. Oh. But I also feel like that emotional connection that I didn't even know I had to Mr. Rogers, right? Mm. Yeah, I know who he is. Like, I've seen the show hundreds of times when I was a child. And even as an adult, I remember watching reruns. But that emotional connection that you have to feeling safe and feeling comfortable and knowing what's going to happen next, that predictability of it is, Mm. is really what he wants everyone to have. Mm. So he's saying that will be back. I don't think he's saying he's saying he will be back, but I feel like he's, he's letting everyone know that that's not gone. That's what I'm saying. He's saying that yeah. will be back. Like that feeling will be coming back. 
not as I think that feeling's not ever gone, so it can't come back. Well, that I just mean we will be feeling that feeling again. Let me see. Hold on. So he's saying the thing that he wants everyone to know mm-hmm. is that you always have a safe place here, meaning with him. Mm. And then that feeling will never go because he's never gone. Mm. But it's the sign off. Like, <clears throat> I feel like that sign off that he used to do, and I'm going to Google it after we're done with this, I promise, is that that sign off is what the feeling represents. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I do. I love that. And I wish we had more time to talk to him, but I, <laughs> I'm running late. And Mr. Rogers, thank you so much for chatting. Maybe we can chat again sometime. You're, you are such an influence in this society and on this world. And I would recommend everybody watch the documentary because it really, really helps you understand like what a big um, – what a big influence that had on people. And thank you so much for everything you've done. And thanks every – what's up? No, go ahead. No, I was going to say thanks everybody for writing in your questions. We answered them all. Um, we love you. Ambie, thanks for connecting. And uh, anything else before you sign off? Um, I don't think so. I think that's it. Thank you, everyone. All right. We love you all so, so, so much. Until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 